how do you justify benefiting from a society you're not contributing to? Um, I feel like I've been challenged on that in many different forms and many different ways over the years. So I'd like to address that because it is a good question. I get asked a lot of stupid questions and, uh, you know, this one stands out as like, hmm, let me think about that. Because we are, in fact, benefiting. We drive on the roads. We drive a van that we don't know how to make. Some other people had to make and, you know, all the things that go into making a vehicle. Um, we eat food that other people made. They're thrown in a dumpster, packaged. Um, and let's not forget the dumpster itself. So we're definitely benefiting from what the society is doing. And we are trying to withdraw from, from contributing to that. So I would say in that way, both scavengers and consumers benefit. You know, a scavenger, like we identify with, often we contrast ourselves with the consumers. But we both benefit from the society. I would say there's three words that pop out in that sentence to me. Um, how do you justify benefiting, that's one, from a society, that's two. You're not contributing, that's three, two. So let's first look at the first word. And I think this is the juiciest word in the sentence. Benefiting. What do we mean by benefiting? Yeah, that's a good point because uh, we are living in a society that it hasn't always been this way. So when I think of remembering the skills that our ancestors had and thinking about how they could feed themselves, clothe themselves, build shelters, and provide everything that they needed in harmony with the land, I think about why we can't do that now. And the phrase, the game is rigged, comes up in my mind because this society has taken our natural way of surviving and created laws so that basically everything that we used to do has become illegal in some way. If I want to be semi-nomadic or nomadic and walk across the land, I'm trespassing. If I want to fish to provide my family food, I have to get a fishing license or else I'm illegally fishing. And I understand that there are some reasons behind laws to supposedly help with, you know, like saving, you know, people from taking too much. Yeah, and can I add a couple more? Like hunting, you can't hunt season round now without being a poacher. Mm -hmm. um, and you also can't forage in a lot of places without, like Teresa said, either you're on private land or you're in a park that always has a sign, don't take away um, these plants, these things. And I think you're about to say what I'm going to say, so I'll shut up for a minute, Teresa. Well, <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say, linking it back to how do you justify benefiting from society when you're not contributing to it? The game is rigged. You really either have to play along with society or you're an outlaw. And Gumby, I'll pass it over to you. Yeah, and uh, in line with that, the game being rigged, you know, as long as you're playing the game, as long as you've decided you're going to contribute to society, you're going to put your full faith in society. If anything's going to get better, it's going to come from the society, which, let's forget for a moment, got us here. Um <laughs> then everything's fine. You know, all those rules make sense. Poaching, sure, we're protecting the deer, right? Uh, fishing license, again, we're protecting the fish because we're a society that cares about life on this planet. Um, <laughs> right. Taking wild plants from the park, 
Well, this is a nature preserve for God's sakes. Of course you don't take the plants. But consider if you have decided that this game doesn't make sense to you anymore. That maybe just trying to protect a little park, which gets managed at the whim of the powers that be, the government, um, maybe that doesn't make sense to you anymore. Maybe you are starting to think, well, what if the future possibly needs more than tiny, tiny little spots of land on this huge globe? And so I want to become independent of the society. I want to begin something that might be better. Like Teresa said, you have to be an outlaw. Suddenly to forage, you're probably going to have to trespass somewhere. I uh, took classes with a certain herbalist in Hillsboro, and one of the things I loved about him is he was not shy about trespassing. He'd tell you right out, we're going to have to do some trespassing. It's just <laughs> something that you learn. Um, <laughs> there's no way around it because the game is rigged against you. So if you're not fitting in this society that's kind of a group that our society um, starts calling a drain on society. You're benefiting and not contributing in the way society would approve of. Um, gosh, I wanted to talk about the history of that, how we got here a little bit, but it's kind of hard to know where to jump in because this is a 10,000-year-old story. When we say society, um, at least the way I use the word, I'm talking about our culture. I'm not talking about countries. I'm not even talking about America. I'm talking about a culture that has now swallowed the globe and there's certain things that everybody in this culture agrees with, like food has to be under lock and key, as Daniel Quinn says. If you want to eat, you're going to have to work, you're going to have to make money, you're going to have to buy it. Um, there are certain common elements all over the world in this world culture we have now that are unique to this culture. We take them for granted, but before that spread all over the world, you would not find these traits in any tribe. The Apache, the Kalahari Bushmen, um, the Aborigines of Australia, food's free. It's the Garden of Eden. This is something we invented to make our society function, to keep us working, to keep us contributing to society. Hmm. 